Hey everyone, and welcome to Cutting Through the Noise. This is Kyle and Sean, and this is our Destination Marketing Edition. Sean, how are you today? I'm good. Howdy, folks. For those who are just getting started with Cutting Through the Noise in our Tourism Edition, uh, Sean is our Digital Marketing Manager, and he manages all of our largest clients. And we thought today would be a cool topic to discuss some of the metrics that we look at when we're first approaching a larger tourism client. Sean, you want to uh, just give some background onto sort of the conversation one when we start with a big campaign? Yeah, I mean, you know, we always talk about removing layers of uncertainty and kind of looking at the data and just trying to decide, you know, both kind of the persona, the type of people that um, sort of were going after, but also establishing kind of a baseline set of metrics, um, sort of what are the goals and, and where are we um, with the various, you know, things we're going to we're going to talk about today. So it kind of allows us to assess the health of the sort of digital footprint. You know, we would do the same thing with Facebook. We do the same thing with um, email marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, so it just really allows us to kind of look under the hood, see where we're, see where we're at. Are we starting, you know, from scratch? Are we starting from second base? Um, and then that allows us to devise the campaign, um, know who we're going after, and, and set the, the benchmarks that we're hoping to achieve. Awesome. And we've got five metrics that we're going to run through today. And, uh, you know, you've kind of filtered these and we've looked at them together and said, these are five that for any client, you know, we certainly don't like the cookie cutter approach, but these are five that really for any, for any tourism client would be important metrics. If you're in a marketing role to get a firm grip of before starting to make those targeting and persona and budget allocation uh, type, type questions or, type uh, solutions. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, while these may be sort of terms and metrics you're familiar with because you've seen them in Google Analytics, you know, we take the ones you're familiar with, but then tailor them to a specific client. So that's kind of our approach. Cool. Well, let's jump right in. So metric number one, time on site. You want to give a quick background about time on site and why that's an important metric to understand? Yeah. So you think about sort of time on site or, or, you know, I like to call it dwell time. Just in terms of the amount of time that people are, on average, you know, spending on your site, it's the same mm-hmm. way that you kind of look at the amount of time people are staying in your sort of brick and mortar store. Right. Um, you know, any sort of how how long are people sticking around? Because that is indicative of quality. Yeah. In, in quality relevance. content. Are they watching a video on your right. site? Are they looking? The, are they digging the images? Are they scrolling through? You know, and. If it's not engaging, if it's not relevant, then the time on site is going to be low. And, you know, there are factors that, you know, you have to consider. And with all these metrics, you know, there's no, you know, people say there's industry averages, there's this and that. But it's sort of the story that the data tells and sort of increases or decreases over periods of time. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, time on site is going to be dependent on the amount of pages that you have on your site, you know, the amount of content. Right. Um sort of the purpose of your site. You know, in the case of tourism, if people are going to your page um, just to click a book now button and then get to a form or get directed externally, yeah. time on site's gonna be low. You're directing them to Google Flights to book, you're hoping for a low time on site. Right. And but at the same time, if you're, you know, a website that's very research focused and very, you know, almost like a travel guide on the web. You know, and if somebody's mm-hmm. planning a 
you know, worldwide cruise over the course of three weeks. Yeah. You know, you want them to spend a lot of time. On They're looking site. for fun things to do. Right. They're so looking for you know, tickets. If, if you kind of drill down and look at the, you know, worldwide cruise section of your website and people are spending 15 seconds on that page, then that's a, an indication that you're not engaging and you're not giving them relevant content. Yeah. Um, and that, you know, can be reflected um, in sort of our next kind of metric terms of user behavior which we'll talk about yeah it seems like one last comment on time on site when you do discover one of those pages that has the five seconds people show up and then they leave it's pretty clear when you go to that site just in our experience when we un we discover the url and analytics we go to that url and we say oh there's three thousand words of block text before the image that could be a simple fix right so this isn't a surgery where you're redesigning the website necessarily it could be just some content blocks moving around. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, like I said, it's there is no hard number that if you're below, you know, two and a half minutes, that you just need to shut it down and move on. <laughs> it, it, it all is find is, a new location to target. Yeah, um, but um, you know, you have to think about it. I don't even know if people still bookmark pages, but <laughs> you have to think about it as you know, the most important page on your site is one that you um, would hope that somebody would bookmark and want to return to. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great point. Um, and so kind of to that point, you know, we talk about new versus returning users. Yeah. Just in the sense of um, what that means and why it's important. Um, so what are your kind of thoughts on, on the percentage of new versus returning users and, and why we sort of look at that as a key metric? Yeah, just a quick definition for those out there that are like new versus returning, how exactly is that defined? And it's really as advertised, you know, returning users are people who have been to your site before coming back for a second, third, or tenth time. And getting into the weeds a little bit, analytics will actually break down how many people have been to your site ten times versus nine versus eight. You can see some of those metrics. And then, of course, new is somebody who's coming to your site for the very first time. Uh, and, and these are key users when we're approaching any new campaign, um, any new campaign, new users, because these are the ones that are definitely in that awareness phase specifically for the tourism industry you know it's such a long tail conversion very rarely i'm sure people go to your site to booking a flight um, but they're in this research phase and so when we're auditing that new versus returning metric we just want to get an understanding for if, is it 50 50 is it 70 percent new 30 percent returning we see this in the higher ed vertical sometimes where the amount of new users is 60% and the amount of returning users is 40, but all of the content on the site is geared toward returning users, current students, current faculty, current staff. So getting a benchmark and understanding what percentage of your users are new versus returning really helps our team, or if you're in a marketing position, it can help inform you of what content should live on that site. you have any thoughts on new versus returning? Yeah, I think it also um, can kind of inform sort of your campaigns that are getting traffic to the site. Mm -hmm. um, you know, if you look at it and you see, okay, so of the returning people, you know, 90% have, you know, been here 10 times, um, you know, then maybe all of a sudden you're looking at, okay, well, there's this lapsed visitor. You know, maybe there's this bucket within the um, returning visitors, you know, the people that are only going once. Like, how can we get them back in terms of retargeting um, right. sort of efforts? And... You know, maybe the returning users are more important. And, you know, like you said, the content can, can tailor that. But I think it also informs where you send people. So if we're just trying to get new 
people. We obviously want to get them to a page where they're welcomed, where they're informed. You know, you don't want to show your returning visitors when you're driving them to the site through email, through social, a, hey, welcome. Right. Here's, here's what we are. <laughs> right. So knowing that breakdown does allow you to not only tell your content, but it really um, sort of helps you figure out your messaging and where you're marketing. And just it's a persona. So, you know, we know that our website visitors come here three or four times a week. How can we make it so they don't need to come three or four times a week and they convert? Or how do we make it that they come 10 times a week? Yeah, and they're engaged. Exactly. Right. One quick tip on returning users, if your office, if you haven't filtered out your IP address of your office, uh, you can do that. That, you know, when we start looking at, wow, there's a lot of users that have been here 2,720 times this year. That's usually people that work for the destination marketing firm. So um, let's talk about geographic representation, Sean, and what and why that made this list. Well, I think, you know, obviously when you think about tourism, travel, geography is is a key piece of it yeah um, you know at, this kind of helps you surface content um, to the right type of people again you know if you're seeing that there's a high percentage of people that are visiting your site from the Pacific Northwest you want to make sure that the only thing you're featuring on the website is not Pacific Northwest right you know and it's like we talk about with um, higher ed you know people in Missoula don't need to be sold on the outdoor activity in the mountains of Missoula, Montana. Right. You know, and so um, you just need to know sort of where people are coming from so that the content is sort of relevant to them. Um, and, you know, if you have a huge, you know, amount of people that are coming um, from the Northeast, for example, mm-hmm. and it's winter, well, the campaigns um, and language on the site can be tailored to getting out of the cold right you know and whereas if you're sort of just running a bunch of ads about getting out of the cold and your audience is in florida already that's yeah. just not going to be relevant right if you're doing this blanket approach treating the united states as one geo um, you're going to lose right you want to be able to hyper target specific geos and to this point i think this metric matters because you can figure out exactly where those geos are you might have an idea, you know, direct flights to your location is always a good indicator. Like there's, these are places we might want to start. Analytics is, does a great job of uncovering some of those second cities, the ones that maybe aren't as obvious to you. Um, you know, oh, we can fly direct to Dallas from Missoula, and so we should advertise to people in Dallas that they should fly here and vice versa. But um, maybe there's some, maybe there's some cities that you can uncover with geographic representation. And, you know, and kind of... When we think about metrics, you know, in general, there's, you know, the identifying them, there's identifying what they mean, but then also sort of putting them into practice. Yeah. So, you know, what's an example of a type of campaign you would run for a tourism um, company that sees they do have a lot of traffic already coming from the Pacific Northwest? What's a campaign we would run seeing that they already do? Um Boy, you know, I would I would definitely think about a retargeting campaign. You kind of mentioned it. Okay, they've got a lot of people coming from the Pacific Northwest. Uh, organic traffic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I might want to retarget them and let them know um, what city am I advertising for. It's up to you. Say you're advertising for cruises off Alaska. Cruises off Alaska, mm-hmm. the Pacific Northwest. I would definitely want to advertise the convenience of a flight from the Pacific Northwest uh, 
Actually, they wouldn't be flying. They'd probably be taking off right from Seattle, heading north. So, yeah, within driving distance, you know, a cruise that hits Alaska. Um, I might want to segment that audience and see, of the people visiting my website from the Pacific Northwest, what specific cruises are they looking at? And then try to target that specific cruise to those specific visitors. You see this in e-commerce. You know, you look at a pair of skis, you see that exact same pair of skis instead of just the, you know, K2 is marketing all of their skis to you. They're marketing a specific brand. Um, so I think that's where I might start segmenting, making a really custom audience of website visitors and then retargeting them on Facebook, YouTube. I mean, Alaska and the tourism industry in general is just so photogenic and scenic and wherever you're at, I'm sure you have beautiful pictures of your locations. Um, so maybe YouTube would be a good option for that. Yeah, and I think the way I was thinking about it was, okay, so I see a lot of people coming from the Pacific Northwest, um, and I'm going to you know, make sure that the organic or the content for organic users is relevant. I want to make mm-hmm. sure that it's easy to get to that. But I think I would also take that as a, well, here's an opportunity that right. you know we have. Uh, we don't just want to be local. So we have a lot of people – um, not a lot, but the second highest visited is Florida. Mm. So that's, you know, that's number two. So let's market to them with the, hey, if you're going to come across the country, the great thing about coming to the areas in the Pacific Northwest is you can see everything that's there, but then there's also this option to take a cruise right off right. the coast up to Alaska. So that's sort of, you know, people outside of a region and you're trying to get them there, it's an educational. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, in your case, retargeting, it's really getting them to take action. Take some action, right. The awareness versus the considerations right. phases. Um, yeah, that's a great exercise and one that folks listening, you should do. Jump on and see what's your top visited city. Maybe your top visited city, like, outside of a 500-mile radius. Yeah. That could be cool. Um Okay, top visited pages. This is our fourth metric that we look at and audit whenever we're starting with a tourism client. Top visited pages and top exited pages. Um, Sean, can you talk a little bit about this metric and why it made the list? So, you know, when you think about top visited pages, the importance there is, you know, and this is sort of organic, is, you know, the entry point um, really helps identify sort of personas. You know what people are looking for. Um, you know, obviously you can tell that based on what they're searching, but just knowing where people are getting to a, you want to make sure that that's optimized and that there's call to actions. And if you're trying to get leads, there's a form on that page. That's just something that, you know, you really want to double down on making sure it's, it's as crisp as possible. Mm-hmm. You know, assuming if, if that's the only page that they visit, like let's make it impactful. Right. Um, and it also informs where you're sending marketing campaigns. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're sending out an email to your subscriber list, you know, if you're just sending them to the homepage and that's not the highest visited page, then that's, you know, probably not, you know, in your best interest. Yeah. Um, so, you know, the top visited, considering it's, you know, using the word top and the best is really helping you optimize and helping you get people to the right spot. Top exited pages really kind of helps inform, you know, it's similar to time on site. You know, if people are all leaving from one page, then there's probably something either wrong with that page just from a UX standpoint. Maybe the navigation is yeah. bad. Maybe it does have 5,000 words of text. Um, or it's just the content is just not relevant. And people mm-hmm. are expecting to get to a page that lists a bunch of, you know, the 
So you're advertising the top 10 best airlines to fly on if you're going from Florida to the Pacific Northwest. Yeah. And you get to that page and it's five or <laughs> it's just, it's not relevant or it's, you know. One of the airlines is out of business. Exactly. That um, probably points to obviously making, you know, correction and, and edit. And yeah. you, you can kind of see when we're thinking about these metrics, it's a combination of personas. It's a combination of um, informing campaigns, but just a straight audit of your website, mm-hmm. you know, and because the website is, you know, it's your foundation. So making it as as clean and optimized as possible before you start is only going to enhance your campaign. Yeah. You know, the last thing you want to do is go out and um, launch and spend $10,000 driving traffic to a page with an airline that's out of business. Yeah. When that easily could have been corrected. I think HubSpot has that stat that says for every $90 in marketing spend, you spend $1 optimizing like the landing pages that you're sending all of this traffic to. Right. Um, yeah, I think that's great. This is one of my favorite metrics on the list uh, because it's really easy to get to in analytics, which is nice. It's like content, top visited pages. It's very clear. Um, but two, it is so informative and it and it can make such a difference. You know, when you look at time on site, you can see it, but you it's a little bit harder to move the needle on time on site because that's sort of an aggregate. Like how much are they spending on all these pages? Top pages is, is so specific. This, this page gets 10,000 visitors a month and we don't have an email submission on it or we don't have a call to action button on it. So quick wins, you know, if you're looking for quick wins, this metric is, is a, is a good place to start. And also it's, you know, if you do see a page that's getting, you know, 10,000 visits a day and it's, um, you know, very specific, you know, say it is you going back to the Pacific Northwest example, maybe it is just a page about cruises. Um, and you see, it's getting a lot of visits will iterate and maybe you make another one that's about, horseback riding or you know traveling to san francisco or big cities and so you know that type of content is working and people are getting to it then iterate it for something else that's very specific do more of that Um, referral sources is our fifth and final metric of the day referral sources you know talks about where are people coming from when they get to your site this can be direct which means they're typing your url into the url bar url box bar bar Go with bar. Bar. Organic, people who are searching in the Google search bar uh, to, you know, serve search results, and there you are uh, as one of the top. And then there's things like Facebook, referral sources. Um, you can do email campaigns, could refer traffic to your site. This one, I think, Sean, is, is really key in delivering what referral sources and what efforts are paying off for you. If you're spending a ton of time in, you know, posting on social media, and you go to your referral source metrics and you find that 2% of total traffic comes from social media, it might be time to sort of scratch your head and think, are these efforts worth it? Or at the same time, maybe it's, uh, well, we need to be on social media, but what else can we do? Right. Is it maybe let's test an ad campaign and then all of a sudden see if that metric sort of jumps, Yeah. you know, as a, as a source. I mean, we always talk about, you know, you can't wait for people to come to you. You have to go to where they are. Well, this tells you where your existing users are, so right. you need to go and find more people like them. You'll probably discover there's a referral source that you didn't know about, somebody who has a tourism blog or a travel blog that, holy cow, you get 2,000 visitors a month from this one blog post from two years ago from a prolific uh, influencer, perhaps, and you wouldn't know it unless you knew to look at the referral source. Yeah, and it's, you know, obviously you're going to look at it, and the first four are going to be pretty obvious. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, you know, after you get... 
through those, I mean, you're not going to influence somebody to uh, type in your URL in the search bar. Um, right. And unless your URL is like go.com. But <laughs> I think once you scroll down and you see some of the low-hanging fruit and it's like, wow, we're just getting a lot um, from these various travel sites. And all, all of a sudden we're getting linked to um, by Holiday Inn and we had no idea that Holiday Inn right. was linking to us. Like how can we maximize that? Yep. Um, and, you know, this is more of an, an opportunity one. Um, I think in terms of, you know, increasing things that maybe aren't as strong and that you look around and you see, you know, other people are getting tons of traffic from Facebook. Well, then we need to step up our game on Facebook. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, this is also an important one, you know, in last season when we were talking about traction channels, yeah, really focused on the fact that, um, you know, there's a lot of overlap and, you know, traction channels, while channels and verticals don't exist on their own. Um, and they do, you know, you do have to kind of change lanes sometimes. Yeah, things like content marketing and blog writing are very similar. Right. Well, you know, in here, these overlap in the sense that they need to be analyzed together. Mm -hmm. So you look at referral sources and you can see, okay, well, I got a thousand people coming from my Facebook page every week. That's great. Well, then let's go look at um, time on site for those people. Right. Are those thousand people totaling a thousand minutes, you know? Yeah. Or are, are those people really, really quality? Right, and how many are, how many of the people coming from Facebook are returning visitors, as in engaged people on my Facebook right. page versus people that are finding me for the first time? So, you know, without completely, you know, overwhelming yourself and it getting all fuzzy looking, you know, you do have to take one of these metrics and then also look at a submetric because all of these alone, um, you know, they have to be put in context and they have to be validated. For sure. One thing we didn't talk too much about is segmenting. Also, like for any of these metrics that we mentioned, time on site, new versus returning, geos, top visited and referrals. In analytics, it's pretty simple to segment that traffic. I want to see ages 18 to 24. Like what is their time on site? What is their geo representation versus 65 plus? What is their top visited page? And you're going to get very different, different results. Um, it's important to look at both, you know, as a whole and then individually hey that's sort of the next step remove that layer of uncertainty we want to grow tourism for the younger demographic or the older demographic you know perhaps the alaskan crews we're going to retarget maybe on the older side or maybe they want to target younger so that's just a, a quick note there to make sure to use that segmented feature in google analytics yeah i think you know that's a maybe think of another example so you know say you look and it's just you know we are just not getting a ton of traffic from facebook um, to the page that um, advertises our packages to Disney World. And that kind of tells you that maybe you're just, you don't have the right messaging on Facebook um, to that demographic. You know, you're looking at, you know, 35 to 50 year old parents um, who have kids of age that are going to go to Disney World. So maybe you need to tell your content, your ads. Mm -hmm. to those folks and then look at the page that you're wondering why people aren't getting there from social when you feel like your audience is there um you know how's what's the tone you know what's you know are people exiting out of that how long are they spending on that page um so it kind of informs you know that and just another example of kind of segmentation when you're looking at um getting people from one place to the next yeah great point a great Stopping point, perhaps, on yeah. our first episode. Disney World. Disney stop. World. Stopping on Disney World. Always a good place to stop. Um, Sean, this has been great. Five metrics to get started with your tourism campaign. Thanks for, thanks for the episode. All right. Enjoyed it.